Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Turning your Bible according to Luke chapter uh, 18 today, we're going to look at this, and I'm going to teach for a moment here how to see your prayer fulfilled, what it's going to take in the spirit, in the mind. You know, this morning you made up your mind. It was cold. My alarm went off, and I was like, man, I'm freezing. <laughs> My wife and I, I, I she says, you going to get up? And I said, uh, uh, yeah. She says, I've I'm, I'm got to get in the shower. I said, all right, I'll get the heat on a minute or more or two, all right, you know. Even my dog was shaking, you know. I mean, I was like, my goodness, it's freezing out here. And the point is, 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 but I made a determination. I'm not going to lay in bed all morning. I'm going to get up. It, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to go to the house of God. I made a determination I was going to be here. There was nothing going to stop me. You know what I'm saying? Same kind of attitude needs to be in your prayer when it concerns the promises of God and what God has done for you, who you are in him, what you believe is greater than what you see and what you feel around you. But you have to make that determination. There's got to be something on the inside of you that says, you know what? Faith is worth the fight. We call it a fight of faith, but it's worth it. Because what God has promised you and what God's will is for your life is for good, not of evil. He does want to give you a hope and an expectation for a good end. Not just in this life, but also in the life to come, no matter what you face. Think about it just for a moment. Not even death can overcome you. That's not your end of your story. You're not living just to, you know, eat and pay taxes and die. No. No, you are an eternal being. You're not going to pass away. Are you hearing me? Even the Bible says those in Christ sleep. It's the world that's, that's dead. And that's why they say they're dead. That's why they say there's nothing left to this. But yeah, I know you're dead. I mean, you don't have nothing. I mean, I get it. There's no hope for that, is there? Think about it. That's why the Bible says they're without hope in the world. That's why we are the hope in the spirit through the gospel of Jesus. Jesus is the light and the life to the world. But we are called to carry that gospel into the world. I think it's so important today that we begin to understand the reality of what we have. And are you in Luke chapter 18 just for a moment? I want us to look at this today because I want us to see what it means to have persistency. Verse 1, Luke 18, 1 says this. Jesus was speaking a parable to them, and he says to them, he says, men ought to pray always and not faint. Now, I want you to see that just for a moment. Just, just stop right there. Some translations say that men should always pray and not quit. Some say they should always pray and not give up on a cowardly act. A cowardly act. Not give up in a cowardly act. Isn't that something? Jesus, men should always pray and not quit, not faint. You know, oftentimes we've heard in, in this understanding that he's, you know, he says, uh, we should pray without ceasing. 
that means continually holding fast to the very prayer that we have. And, and he begins to give an example of a judge. And look at verse 2. It says, this judge feared not God, neither did even regard man. Now, I want to just highlight something here just for a moment. This is what we call the unjust judge. And this is a parable of a woman who come to this unjust judge to get a result from him that she needed, that she desired, that she knew was right, and that was her, uh, it should be hers, that, that, was, that, that belonged to her. And so she was going to get that answer, and she wasn't going to quit until she received it. Now, let me just say this. God is a just God. He's not the unjust judge. But let me just tell you something. In prayer with this understanding is that this world is unjust. You're not going to find true justice in, the, in this world. Not, 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 not the way, uh, according, not kingdom kind of justice, not righteous justice, not in reality. Let me just help you with this just for a moment. Not overall. This was a judge who did not fear God or even regard man. No, he, he was pretty selfish, kind of high on himself. Thought of himself to be, be the answer, so to speak. But the Bible says that this woman, because she continually came to him, it was a widow woman, and understanding that because she continually came to this man, verse 5 says, yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she will weary me. And then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. Shall not God avenge his elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth. Mm. Think about that. There's a lot in that statement, isn't it? But what we're talking about here today is that when you have received faith in your spirit, when God has spoken to you about something, and you know the promises of God for your family, for your life, for your health, for who you are, what he's done for you, and you know the gospel of Jesus Christ, when you begin to get an understanding on the inside of you that what God has done in you is greater than anything Satan has ever done against you, remember our battle is not against flesh and blood. Now, flesh and blood can participate with the things that's in this world because you're either going to serve one system or another. There is nobody not serving one of them or the other. There's no gray area. There's no middle place. There's no third kingdom. So let me just say this for a moment, that in prayer we have to learn to be persistent because in the spirit there is an unjust judge. There is a, a darkness in which we are praying and overcoming and breaking through and going over. Now, I don't want to go too far in that because some people can take it kind of weird. But my point being is, is that through your consistently praying, you're consistently confessing. You know, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, 
It tells us that we need to not be conformed to this world. Conformed to this world comes from where the, the pressure comes to try to conform to its image, the way that this world wants you to go, the way you, that you have to respond. The Bible says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So in that understanding in itself means that we have to have a continual process of understanding the will of God and renewing our mind according to the will of God. When the flesh and the carnal mind tell you that you are not righteous, that maybe God is not hearing you pray, even the unjust judge understood that God hears you when you pray. See, this is something very important we need to understand. When you cry out to God, God hears you. When you pray, God hears you. And your continual going and continually keeping in that area of prayer, not quitting, not backing off, not giving up, because there's some pressure that says, let's see if you want it or not. And I'm not talking about God, I'm talking about in the spirit. The devil doesn't just always roll over lightly and just say, yeah, yeah, here you go. No, the Bible says we resist in that area. We resist in the spirit. We resist. How do you resist? In faith, in love, in hope, believing, in prayer, in praise, in worship, in continuing, in, in in pressing toward the mark, so to speak, in faithfulness, in faithfulness, and continually walking out this salvation which you've received. Prayer is so important. You see, when you continually pray, which we have a responsibility to fulfill and to do, see your prayers, your actions of faith, your, pro, your, your actions of faith, your profession, your confession, and your praise concerning the same thing which you prayed for? Let me just say this. If you pray for that, if you're going to pray for that, then believe it. Receive it. If it's worth praying for, I said if it's worth praying for, believe it. Receive it. And then you keep, on, you keep with it till you see it come to pass. You might get a million no's. You might get impossible. That's not the way it is. That's not who you are. But if you'll pray and you'll believe and you'll receive it, it will come to pass. Are you hearing me? I said it will come to pass. The opposition that you feel in the spirit that tries to control you and keep you in the same place that you're in is just, and let me just say this, I learned a long time ago the moment you make a decision, no more. You're not going to control me. You're not going to keep me back. You're not going to stop me. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to tell you right there, I have learned that the pressure you feel will begin to get lighter and easier. It starts becoming like an eggshell, so to speak, in the spirit. You start breaking through a lot easier. All of a sudden, Satan knows that, well, okay, I can't, I can't, I can't just use them like I used to abuse them. I can't just convince them that, no, uh, they're not like that anymore. Uh, you know, are you hearing me right now? Once he learns that he doesn't control you no more, that something's happening on the inside of you, which is the word of God working in you, what God did in you, what you've received by faith, according to the knowledge and the will and the word of God on the inside of you, 
That's your greatest weapon. The only weapon that the Bible says that the Christian has is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Did you know that? Everything else is defensive and protective. The only offensive weapon you carry is the Word of God. That's why we pray the Word of God. That's why we speak the Word of God. That's why we train our children. That's why we teach our, uh, everywhere that we, we, we talk it, we live it, we live in it out. We praise according to it. We worship according to it. Because it's the truth of the reality of who you are. And that's the fight you have. But see, when you begin to realize that his word in you that you have heard is a reality of what God wants you to have and to be, and you begin to see yourself that way, you'll become that. If you see yourself free according to the word of God, you will be free. If you don't see yourself free, you still see yourself trying to be free, well, you're still working on it. You just keep working on it because you already are free. You're already free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. But if you don't believe you're free, you won't be free. But if you believe you're free according to the will of God and the word of God and you begin to apply that and every time that your flesh and, and other things try to draw you back into that, you resist, you'll find out that resistance right there will begin to cause that to become weak temptation and those areas will start getting weaker and weaker and weaker and you won't be having the same kind of temptation. Listen, you'll be walking off and leaving that behind because that yoke has been destroyed because of the anointing of the word of God that's working on the inside of you that's already come upon your life and you're no longer under the same bondage that you used to be under but now you're under the word of God and the, and the, and the Holy Spirit of God and the power of God and the kingdom of God. But that becomes a reality in you when you receive it because you believe it. And now your prayers and, and your mind and your words and your profession and your confession is going that same direction. Now you can have people that are pity you. And they will side with your unbelief and the condition that they think they know you and who you are or who you used to be. I was talking a little bit this morning. I had a text from a gentleman near, from, uh, from, from America, and he was just saying something to me about something, asked me to pray over something. He's a gentleman I've known for many, many years. He's the same gentleman years ago that a man that I used to work with met and talked to him. And he came back, and I'll never forget, I was in the warehouse locking up some things, was having a company meeting, and he's standing there in the middle of all of those people. And I'm locking up, and I turned around, and that man looked, and he says, out loud, real loud. He says, I know you. I know who you are. I know what you, you and all this kind of, and, and, I'm, and I'm listening to him. He goes, do you know so-and-so? This is the man that texted me this morning. I said, yeah, I know who he is. He goes, he told me all about you. I said, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, I went to his funeral. I remember when he was baptized. Did you understand what I just said? And that man just kind of looked at me and he got real quiet. See, I remember the man that he used to know. Today, that same man now who told that man is texting me saying, pray. Why? Because I'm not the same man. That man is dead, gone, buried. I don't even identify with that old man. Decayed, rotted, and gone. Are you hearing me? Whatever that old man used to be, I don't know. But I know who I am today. 
I know what I am today. I know what I believe today and what I've received today. Not because I ascended into that, because the Word told me who I was. Because God revealed that to me. Are you hearing me? Same thing goes, works for each and every one of us. You're not what you used to be. You're not what was the past. No, those things don't have a hold on you. For Jesus Christ has set you free. See, it happens in the spirit. You receive what you hear in the natural. You receive the seed of the word of God on the inside of you. And then it begins to work as you receive it, believe upon it, and you'll begin to see it come to pass. But see, you can't quit. You have to continually say it. You have to continually stand in it. It's not a one-off thing. No, it's, it's, it's as you begin to meditate on it, you begin to think on it, you begin to pray it out, you begin to say it, you'll begin to see it come to pass. If Jesus said you're healed in your body by his stripes, then we receive that healing because he opened up the, the window of miracles and of healing. The Bible says that the prayer of, of faith will save the sick. The Lord shall raise them up. The Bible teaches us that we should lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And you know what? The Bible says that the prayer of faith will save the sick. So how do we do it? Well, we pray. Glory to God. You know, you can pray over your own body. I speak to my body often. Body, you're not, you're not acting the way it should be. Body, be healed in Jesus' name. It's my suit. I need to take care of it. Got to put a little, get a little wrinkle, iron it out a little bit. Uh, get a little tear in it a little bit. But let's just pray over that. It's going to be healed. That's how you sew it up in the spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. You speak to it. You pray according to the will and the word of God. Same thing that goes when it comes to any and other areas of your life. You pray according to the word of God. You pray according to the will of God and because you understand the promises. You, you know what God's called you to do in life, whatever business, whatever you're doing, and that calling that you're doing, that you're working, you might say, well, I don't think that that's a calling. Is that a calling? Sure it is. But it's not just to make money. Are you hearing me? Alone is to be an example and a light of the gospel of Jesus Christ in every area. Understanding that God's called us to, to develop and to grow. Why? Because, again, we're using everything that we do and live to build the kingdom of God. Why? Because we do care. Why? Because there's souls out there today. There's people out there today. There's people watching today, people who hear this message, who need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, who need to, to be fed the word of God, who need to hear the truth, the word of God coming into their life and not just staying the same. But to grow into, the Bible says, like this widow woman, to learn to be persistent and consistent and not quitting and backing off because we're not seeing something in the moment. I tell you, it's so good sometimes. I tell you what God is so good about doing. You can be praying and you can be struggling. You can be at a, at, a, at a crossing in the moment where you're about to give up and quit on your prayer and your faith in an area and say, you know, God, I just, I, I just feel like quitting. I don't see it and the, and the pressure's coming against me. I don't know what to do. Anybody ever been there? I know what it's like. I think each and every one of us will be there at some point. If you haven't been there, you'll get there at some point. That's gonna happen. And then God just begins to give you a message just like this. If you don't quit, if you don't faint, the Bible teaches us, it says, when you've sowed, you will reap. If you do not quit, if you do not faint, 
That means your prayer that you have, according to the will of God, the actions of faith that you have done according to the will of God and with your prayer and with your life, those things are going to come to pass and you're going to reap a harvest of that which you've sown, that which you've prayed for. If you do not quit, you do not give up, you do not back off, and you do not faint, it will come to pass. Just because there's a lot of winds and different things coming against that doesn't mean it's not the will of God and that it's not going to happen. You know, one of the things that we have to do, remember the Bible teaches us to add to your faith patience so patience can have her perfect work. But it also tells us to count it all joy. The book of James says when, you come, when you're coming against all these temptations, it's rising up against your faith. That's trying to say, you know what? It's not going to happen. You're not who God says you are. You, you're not going to see what God says that you can see. You're not going to have what God says you can have. When you begin to look at your family and you say, okay, you know, God, I've done my best of the ability I know to train and to raise them, to be imparted into their life, but it doesn't look like they're going the right direction. Well, let me just say this. The seed of God is on the inside of them. You need to pray over that seed that, that was sown in their heart. You need to pray over them. You need to continually help them, continually remind them, continually to talk with them. You say, well, what if they don't want to hear it? That's okay. All that is is just a little kickback. But the seed will produce. And one day they'll look back and say, I'm just so glad you didn't give up on me. One day they'll look back at you and say, I know I've resisted, but I'm so glad you didn't give up on me. I know what that's like. My mom and daddy knows what that's like. I'm telling you today, guys, it's so important that we learn to be persistent with our prayer. Isaiah 55, I'm going to close with this. You under, you, we have to know that God desires and is wanting to perform the word that he has given to you according to the will and word of God. He's going to do it. He wants to do it. He wants to do it more than what we want to do it, want to have it. Oftentimes, look in verse 8, 55, verse 8. God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither your way is my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. My thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow that comes down from heaven. Look at verse 10. This is so important. You need to get this in your spirit today. Get it in your heart this morning. You know, Jesus gave that parable to his disciples and to us as the church today, to his, to his children. There's going to be times you're going to have to just be persistent continually persistent. That's what faith does. It's persistent. Persistent in prayer. Persistent in standing. You know, I've had people say, Pastor, man, I've done everything I know to do. I've prayed and I've been standing, but it just doesn't look like it's going to come to pass. What should I do? Well, the Bible says after doing everything you know to do, stand. Stand. What does that mean? Does it mean that we do nothing? No, stand and rejoice in the hope that what you have prayed is going to come to pass. What is your profession over that? You know, I've had to uh, learn, God, how do you want me to speak over this situation? Because here's what's going on. Here's what I'm hearing. Here's what's being said. This is the, the opposition that I'm feeling. This is what I'm seeing and hearing. How do you want me to communicate? What should I be saying? What sh how should I stand, God? You know, he's given me different words at times. Things like, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every word that is formed is condemned in the name of Jesus. Whatever the judgment and outcome, because that's what it says, whatever judgment or whatever word that is connected to that situation that has been formed against you, 
that weapon that has been formed in the spirit and the words that's been formed against you to keep you from receiving and having the thing that God said that you can have. That's where you stand and say, I thank you, God. And I speak to that right now. No word, no word that is condemned in Jesus' name that has been formed can prosper against that. It's not going to come to pass, but your will is going to come to pass. My prayer is going to come to pass. That which I am saying, and here's what I believe. And then I begin to say what I believe, and I begin to say that. And I stay consistent with it, whether it be for one day, one year, six years, 10 years, 30 years. It doesn't matter. It will come to pass. I said it will come to pass. Consistent. Verse 10, as the rain and snow that come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and makes it to bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread to the eater. Another translation says, for as the rain that cometh down from heaven and the snow and returns not again, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. See, God's trying to get seed to us. But who does he give seed to? Sowers. He gives bread to the eaters. Today, we're sitting here eating right now. We're having the bread of life, the manna from heaven. We're eaters. We're also sowers. And God gives seed to sowers, bread to eaters. And then he goes on to say this. He says, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. But it will accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Oh, glory to God. You need to get that in your spirit today. If God has given you a promise and he has said this is the way it is and you know it in your heart, you began that process, you knowing that was the will of God and understanding God, I know that you said to do this. I know, God, that, 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 that that's mine. I know, I know you would have me move. Don't get off of that. Don't start doubting it. Don't get on shaky ground. Just go ahead, God. I just thank you right now. I know the devil didn't tell me to do that in Jesus' name. That wasn't the devil speaking to me. That was you. I know your voice. I know that unction in the spirit. I, have, I know that, God. So I'm going to stand on that and I'm going to resist everything in the spirit that comes against it. Oftentimes you don't stand against people and just look them in the face. I'm standing against you. No, you don't do that. No, you just smile and go, well, I hear you. Are you with me? Never agree with it. Never get into agreement with it. Are you with me? Into what's not going to happen. You say, well, you know, know, anything can change. All things are possible. Well, I don't know if that's going to be the end of that. Well, uh, you know, because uh, you already know the truth. Huh? Because you've been saying it and speaking it and believing it. Because you're not casting pearls before swine. Are you hearing me right now? Whatever the opposition is. Is this okay? Because I sure hope that you understand what I'm trying to say here according to the Word of God. Because God sent that Word into your spirit. You have a promise. That is the Word of God. He sent that into you for you to receive and to produce that. For him, it's going to come back and bring fruit. It's going to produce fruit. And you know what it's going to do? It's going to give seed. It's going to give more bread. Glory to God. Are you hearing me right now? So we stand. Having done all to stand in the evil day, you stand there for. You stand. So you know what? I'm just not sure this is the end of that story. Glory to God. 
Because sometimes you feel like quitting. You, give, you just want to give up because it gets hard. But you know what? Oftentimes the hardest things you got to go through is going to bring, bring forth the most fruit in your life. It's worth standing. It's worth going through. It's worth not giving up and not quitting. It's worth praying and standing in faith and believing. And having done everything you know to do, you stand therefore, Being consistent and persistent in your prayer. Acknowledging God that he is the one that put that into your spirit. Praising him for the outcome and the fruit of it. Praising him and giving him glory that this, was going to, this is going to come to pass. And watch how you communicate. Be careful how you communicate outside of that understanding. You make sure you keep in line your communication in your home and around your life, that same truth and understanding. Don't get in agreement of the impossibilities and what's not going to happen. Understand, well, you want to hear, well, okay, well, how is it going to happen? How is that going to come to pass? How can we make this happen? Because this, you already got the end result there. You're just trying to work, out the, work it through to that end. And oftentimes, even those same people, if you're in opposition and something's coming against that with people, sometimes they'll get on bandwagon with you once you lay out the understanding of, well, here's the end result. This is where we're going. They'll eventually get there. You just got to have wisdom on how to get that there. But God will give you that wisdom if you pray for it and you ask him for it. But don't waver. Don't quit. Don't back off. Don't be double-minded. Stand in it. And having done all to stand, stand. Be persistent in your praise. Abraham, the Bible says, for many, many years, he wouldn't even consider the deadness of his own body nor the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he believed that what God had promised he was able to perform. The Bible says that God watches over that word to perform it. He's bringing it to pass even when you don't see it. It's coming to pass. It's going to rise. It's going to produce. You just hang on. You keep speaking it. It's going to bear fruit. It's going to happen. You don't give up. You don't quit. Don't fall short. Don't back off. Don't get in. Don't have, commit a cowardly act and say, oh, I just can't take it no more. Say, no. God, you're working for me. You're going to bring it to pass. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it because oftentimes we don't know how he's going to bring it to pass, but we know he's going to bring it to pass. Somebody ever tells you, well, we don't know what God's going to do. Oh, yes, we do. We've got his will on it. We've got his word on it. We know what he's going to do. We just don't know how he's going to do it. can't tell you how many times I've prayed, God, you're going to have to bring this person, that person. God, I'm going to need something here. How do I need to pray over this? God, what do we need? Uh, here's what I think, but you might have a better thought on it, which he always does. Ask, you will receive. Seek, you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. He that asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, findeth. He that knocketh, it's open. Come on. You'll receive. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.